Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast, where we talk Alabama and Auburn and SEC football every week. And this week, we have just so much to talk about. My name is Nick, and uh, I'm here with uh, Justin. Hello, Justin. Hello. How's it going? Uh, Aaron's not here this week. He uh, he couldn't get home in time to record. I don't know where he is, but uh, probably Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah. That's a good place to be. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an okay place to be, you know. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a lot of topics today. We're going to uh, we're going to talk about the SEC championship. We're going to uh, break that down. We're going to talk about the uh, the final college football playoff rankings that came out today. The uh, all the bowl games uh, that are scheduled to happen. We're going to give our Heisman predictions. Talk about the Auburn coaching search. And uh, and preview the uh, the playoff games and uh, and give some guesses on who we think will win. So <laughs> there's one we don't even need to really talk about. <laughs> but uh, we'll just start out with uh, going over some of the games that happened this weekend. Uh, Friday we had Oregon USC. Oregon uh, did not win the North Division of the Pac-12, but they uh, got won the Pac-12 overall. How stupid is that? <laughs> Thirty-one to twenty-four, they won that game. Uh, and then, of course, we had uh, we had Clemson Notre Dame, which is not a game mm, at all of anything. Uh, but that game might have uh, helped Trevor Lawrence in the Heisman odds. He was uh, maybe, maybe. He, he was 25 for 36, 322 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. He also had a rushing touchdown and 90 yards on the ground, too. So, yeah, he had a pretty good day against uh, what is, uh, according to the playoff committee, the fourth best team in college football. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. So, you know, fourth supposedly best team. Yeah. Uh, we also had Northwestern and Ohio State. This was Ohio State's sixth game. They won 22-10. to 10. Um, I was not very impressed. I don't know if you were. Uh, Justin Fields looked pretty, uh, pretty awful. I mean, yeah. Northwestern pretty much gave it to him when you think he, about it. He had two interceptions. He was 12 for 27, 114 mm. yards. Um, that's not, you know, that's not great, is it? <laughs> no, that's awful. Uh, no touchdowns, uh, for him either. All of their touchdowns came from, uh, so they're running back who yeah, had 340 uh, rushing yards. Yeah, sir. I mean, 331 rushing yards on 29 carries. So uh, pretty good for him, but just not for Justin Fields. Uh, he looks like a classic Georgia quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, I understand why. I mean, it's hard pressed that you're going to leave Ohio State out. Yeah, I know they only played six games, but there's no way that's going to happen. They already slobber on them as is. So they weren't going to leave them out. No. Um, you know, their defense is okay. Northwestern was moving the ball. They had some good drive. I mean, of course, Northwestern doesn't have a good quarterback. He's just – he's average at best because Northwestern's game is to run the ball. And they ran the ball, you know, not – they weren't too bad in the first half, and they had some good passes here and there. But the problem was they tried to throw out these little reverses, these little trick plays. And then the quarterback started turning the ball over in the second half. So I think Clemson should be fine. I mean, they were able to handle him last year. I know there's some things that happened, but I think Clemson deserved that game last year. And this is a Ohio State team that's not better. 
than from the team from last year. So I think Clemson will win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I think, uh, and we'll talk more about that here in a bit. But I, th- I agree with you. I think that Clemson is going to win that game going away. Uh, we yeah. also had the uh, the Big Twelve Championship. Oklahoma beat Iowa State twenty seven to twenty one. Uh, this put Oklahoma up at the twenty six spot, which we'll talk about more later. Which I think we I both mean the, think uh, is atrocious, but uh, we'll spot. get to that. Yeah, I think you said twenty six spot. Oh, the sixth spot is what. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, they beat a okay Iowa State team. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they need to swap positions here. I mean, I know I would say it was six, but let's calm down now. Yeah. Oklahoma's going to jump everybody in front of them. That was so. a big jump from 10 to six. That's what Oklahoma Yeah, an was. Oklahoma team that really hasn't been that good. They lost to Kansas State. Yeah. A terrible Kansas State team. Yeah. And uh, I'm they, tired of uh, yeah, they they're talking losses. about. Yeah, two losses. One to Iowa State earlier in the year as well. Hmm. Um, You know, that, that's all I heard this morning was like, Oh, this Oklahoma team, man, nobody wants to play them right now. They've gotten so much better. And I'm just like, what do you mean nobody wants to play them? Alabama and Clemson would handle them fine. I'm I'm pretty sure Ohio State would beat them. Now, Notre Dame's not going to beat anybody. (laughs) But, heck, I almost was starting to agree with uh, the other dude. He was talking about Cincinnati would beat Oklahoma right now, and I think it would be a pretty good game. I think – Cincinnati Notre Dame would be a pretty good game. <laughs> that would actually be a good game. Yeah, I, I I would have liked to see that in one of the because I think Cincinnati's playing Georgia in the Peach Bowl, right? Uh, yes. yes. And I, I don't know. I don't know how Cincinnati's going to line up with Georgia. Um, I, I think don't know. Be t- Georgia doesn't. They, well, you know how Georgia <laughs> is in the postseason; they're never motivated. Yeah, so there's they, that. They already, I think I've seen they already have some guys opting they out have, of the game. Yeah, they have three defensive guys opting okay. out. So, um, yeah, I could see – I guess I could see it that way because we know how – I mean, when they got whipped by Texas a couple years ago, I mean, they have, they're they not really motivated for any kind of bowl game. Well, here's a team who was motivated uh, and probably not as much anymore. Texas A&M uh, whipped up on Tennessee 34-13. to yeah. Uh, I thought Jeremy Pruitt would be fired yesterday, but the way that uh, that uh, um, Philip Fulmer was talking sounds like they're going to stick with him for another year. So we'll see if they do. I think they should. Yeah, yeah, um, I think they should too. But I just didn't think they would. Uh, yeah, it's definitely hasn't been a pretty year. There. No, it's it's been a very very bad year. But I was not. Their expecting. schedule has been pretty tough. I will give them that. It's nothing easy and with stuff going on sure now i'm not going to give that excuse to auburn i mean auburn's had a somewhat tough schedule but you know they lost to south carolina and they barely beat some other teams um but with auburn you always expect better now with tennessee i mean now three and seven you definitely expect better than that you want them over 500 especially since peru has been there what this was his third or fourth season right yeah this is so third yeah i yeah, I, get, I like I said, I'm fine with them coming back another year, get them another kind of regular season, new quarterback. Um, well, next year he's got his guys right, so it's it's no more. He excuses. should, yeah, there yeah. shouldn't be any excuses next year because they've had decent recruiting classes, right? Um, I don't know if that O line, if they're all seniors or not, but if Most they're not, he sh- well, the way he's been recruiting, he still should have some good O linemen coming in or sitting behind these guys, so. 
Yeah, I guess it'll be. I'll have to see what their schedule. They haven't posted schedules for next season yet, have they? Uh, some some of them have been like partially posted, and some yeah. of them are up. And I think like Alabama's is known, and maybe Auburn's is known. But there's a few of them that's got some pieces missing still. Yeah, because I think Auburn's got to play Penn State next year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of disappointing teams, LSU got a win over Ole Miss, well, fifty-three should, to forty-eight. Shouldn't have won that game. Uh, Lane Kiffin uh, was caught on camera trying to get his players to fake an injury. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, so uh, obvious. Yeah, so uh, you, there's cameras everywhere. You want to be that obvious with it? And then he was talking to him like, "When I tell you to get down, you get down, boy." Yeah, like okay, okay, Lane Kiffin. I know your defense is absolute garbage, but let's calm down now. <laughs> And then we also had Mississippi State get a win over Missouri, fifty-one that to thirty-two. Was, that was embarrassing, especially with how bad Mississippi State's been. They haven't scored fifty points since the first game, yeah. so that's well, Mac, <laughs> not or, good. Uh, uh, almost said Matt Corral, but uh, Will Rogers, uh, twenty-one thirty-six, two hundred ninety-five yeah. yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Well, so, but it's kind of—I would definitely be embarrassed on Missouri though, because they were just ranked. What a couple weeks ago, and then they got whipped by Georgia, and now they got embarrassed by Mississippi Another State. Another five so. and five. Mm. Well, uh, let's talk about the big game of the uh, weekend, for at least for our listeners, uh, the SEC championship between number one Alabama, number seven Florida. Uh, going into this game, I thought it was going to be uh, a beatdown. I made a, I made, actually made a bet with you and Aaron. Not going to talk about it here exactly. Uh, yeah, can't talk about it. Uh, I. I thought they were going to be up by three touchdowns at halftime, which they nearly were, 18 points. Close. Um, but they did not finish with a lead like that. No. Um, I guess... 52-46 you know, final, by the way. In the back of my head, I had it, you know, probably a lot of these Florida players would be motivated because of what happened. And kind of like, I, don't, I think we had talked about it, that, you know, Florida would match up well with Alabama on the, you know, offense to defense because of all the weapons they have on the offensive side. And, we saw that, and, you know, Trask had a really good game. It was just, man, oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, I go back to that interception Florida had and then the crazy hit and the fumble, and I think if that wouldn't have happened, it could have been a completely different game. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, especially, you know, with the final score being as close as it was. Yeah, and, set up. I mean, and this goes back on Mullen not knowing what he's doing, but when Florida scored too quickly in the – end of the second quarter mm-hmm. and Alabama had a minute left to go down and drive and score a touchdown. Just think if they let the clock go down to about 40, 35, 40 seconds, Alabama might have enough time to go get a field goal and that's it. And he was, and so he was asked he, about that at halftime. And I don't know if you, if you listened to him, but he said, nah. he said, yeah, he basically said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, yeah, we could have ran it down, but we weren't confident that we would be able to score if we did. He said we needed the points. What do you so mean? Was it was like, first I, and goal. I get that. Yeah, but I was like, but it's first and goal. It's not like you're and you have all time. Them. I think they had two or three timeouts. Yeah, and they were getting Alabama up the middle all game. I mean, it's yeah. Um, um, so two big names to come out of this game. Well, three really, but the two biggest. Mac Jones had himself five touchdowns, as did Najee Harris. Uh, Najee kind of becoming a Heisman uh, contender alongside Mac Jones and Devontae Smith after this week. Yeah, and I've been saying all year Najee Harris is so underappreciated and the fact that he's not even talked about. I mean, he has 28 touchdowns, running back, 
and he's yeah. not even talked about in any of the Heisman races. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, Mac Jones is good, but mm. you've got to look at the guys he's got and the reason. I mean, those catches that Devontae Smith makes, it's not you not seeing any of the wide receiver make those catches. Oh, yeah. And then you've got a guy like Najee Harris, who's also great out of the backfield catching passes. But then, I mean, you can't tackle the dude. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Derrick Henry, the way he's always breaking tackles. Yeah, but, he broke he broke multiple tackles. I, I'd like to know what his uh, his yards after contact was. Saturday. Well, heck, Devontae Smith. had to been a lot, three, four. Yeah, and Henry. then Devontae Smith, you know, leads the nation by a lot with yards after catch. Yeah. So, you know, Mac Jones is – my theory, I don't think, I think he he'll be kind of like an AJ McCarron or a, in the NFL. I don't think he'll really start anywhere. He'll be mm-hmm. a good backup. Um, but man, Devontae Smith and Najee Harris are they're going to be some good athletes playing on Sundays for a while. Yeah. So I think, so I, I think that should be the two guys that should talk be in the front running because it still blows my mind. Najee's not even mentioned but i think he kind of you want to you want to go ahead and talk our heisman who we think should win it while we're on the topic well i i'm all for Najee winning it but i think i think right now it'll be Devonte. i think Devonte smith should win it i would like to see a wide receiver win it would, it. So i would like to see biased. a wide receiver and running back and now of course the last running back to win it was derrick henry right uh yeah i think yeah it should have yeah um yeah but heck the last wide receiver was what um. Gosh, I, I mean, the last it's I guess time. non-running back. <laughs> it's definitely time for another one. The last non-running back or quarterback, I think it was um. Oh, what's his name? That's on game day that played at Michigan. That was because he was Desmond he Howard. was returner and he played cornerback, didn't he? Or receiver, wide receiver. Uh, let me pull up. That was a little before kind of me and you really. Yeah, because that was nineties. Uh, list of Heisman winners here. So uh, we'll just work our way backward. So we had uh, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, all quarterbacks. And you got Derrick Henry, the first running yeah. back, uh, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, RG3, yeah. Cam Newton, yeah. Mark Ingram. Yeah. That's the next non-quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bradford, Tebow, Troy Smith, Reggie Bush, running back. Yeah. Uh, Matt Leiner, uh, Jason White, Carson Palmer. Uh, let me, okay, so the last non-quarterback running back was Charles Woodson at Michigan. Okay. And then yeah. the last, the wide receiver, like, was, like I said, Desmond Howard, 91. Okay. Yeah, and, and he was a part returner. <laughs> so. uh, and at least the good thing with Devontae Smith is he's been able to get some returning experience with Waddle being out. So he's got that at least that one return. And he's had some other, you know, good returns as well. So yeah. I, it, well, like they're talking about. Um, of course, Gary doesn't know what he's talking about half the time, but he <laughs> brought up a good point about the votes being split and Trevor Lawrence sneaking in and possibly winning it. Right. Um, so I don't know because there's so many people I'd- to choose from. I think that's a possibility, but I don't think there'll be enough votes for Najee for that to happen. No, I think it's going to go to Devontae Smith. Yeah, it should. Him or Najee, I think. Now, from what I understand, and I could be wrong on this, but I think Heisman voters can start casting their votes, but they don't have to 
up until like the day before the announcement or so. So they can. Oh yeah. From what I understand, they a lot of them won't vote until after the playoff game. So a lot of this will be decided on how Which Trevor Lawrence smart. plays that game. How yeah. Devonte Smith. Now, Mac heck, Jones. If, yeah, if Trevor Lawrence goes off, you know, and everybody else is just kind of average, like yeah. you know, who knows? Because we know how these voters. Uh, these Heisman voters are, they want a quarterback to win it. Right. And a high, you know, prospect quarterback, someone who's going to be going in the draft, first five picks. You know, when you look at, I guess, the past guys to win it, Burrow went one, Kyle Murray went one, Lamar, well, you know what, Lamar Jackson, I think, was the last, I guess, Heisman winner tonight. He didn't go into, like, the 30th pick or something. So... I don't know. I hope it's, yeah, either Devontae or Najee. Because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has missed two games. Yeah. So. Plus, if it's if it's a season award, he hasn't had the, an amazing season. He had a, an amazing game. Yeah. But he hasn't had just a season. I mean, Devontae Smith's had the best season to me out of any college football player so far. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's look at... After all those games we talked about, um, the college football playoff committee met this morning. They talked it out. They got their four teams. Oh, you're accidentally FaceTiming. Oh, over. sorry. Sorry about that. And uh, and let's talk about these four teams. So uh, number one, one through three, no surprise, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Do you have an issue with any of those? Uh, Notre Dame is my only issue. Now, here's the other thing. I wouldn't have won A&M in there either because it's going to be the same result. It doesn't really change anything. So you don't um, you don't have a problem, though, with Ohio State being number three? No, it, I mean... I don't either. I'm like, yeah. I it's, think it's it's fine because they... It's a weird year. I'm fine it's a weird year, and they have a good team. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad, but I think they can give Clemson a decent matchup you know, for some part of the game. But like I said, I think Clemson will end up winning by two touchdowns. Um, but I'd, I wouldn't have left them out and put like A&M or as they would have wanted to, Oklahoma. I'm not putting Oklahoma yeah. in over them. Um, now, the, the Cincy thing, I don't want them. I, I'm fine when it, once it's – if they ever expand it, I think that'll work fine. But I don't know. A top four is not going to really work for me. Just because it's going to bring the same result a Notre Dame team. It is usually bring. wouldn't for me because I'm a I'm a big like I want people to schedule hard games because I think those are more fun and entertaining to watch and it yes. challenges your team. This year that's not an option. They can't they, they no to, it's they not can't be picky with who now they, they had to schedule whoever. So yeah, and I know that the the zero in the loss column isn't everything. You know sometimes teams no, sneak by not. with undefeated records and aren't that great. But if you're telling me that Florida, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame deserve to be a all deserve to be above Cincinnati at number eight, I, I'd say. So Florida was still above them. Uh, yeah, Florida just stayed at seven. See, I don't understand why they. I mean, if three losses and they're ranked seventh. Yep. That's got to be the highest seventh highest ranking. Rank. Yeah, the next because I'm trying uh, to think next closest three loss team is Iowa State at ten. Because when Auburn, when they were ranked second in the playoff, going into SC Championship, and they lost to Georgia, I don't remember where they dropped to. 
I believe um, that when Alabama lost three games in 2010 that they finished eighth. I could be wrong on that. Okay. Maybe they went into their bowl game ranked eighth, but I remember them well, being eighth. Yeah, I don't know, because when they played Auburn, they were ranked like 10th or 11th. Yeah. Because um, y'all, y'all didn't win the bowl game that year, did y'all? Or, no, y'all, Yeah, that's y'all when did. they thumped Michigan State that's like right. 55-0 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, in the Capital One Bowl, right? Yeah, the Capital One Bowl. <laughs> in our, uh, um, Orlando, I think, is where that game's played. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't but, know why we're talking about that game from a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> meaningless close. bowl game from 10 years ago. But I was you know, 13 years old. Yeah, that was a good year for us. <laughs> um, but I'm totally, since he should be in if it's expanded playoff. Now, here's the kind of scary thing. If they expanded the six, they wouldn't have even had Cincy in there. Yeah, which they still is would have had them out. They would have. They wouldn't. They would have barely made it in if they expanded to eight. To eight, yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, if it's four teams, I think I'm hard pressed to put a team like that. Now, I understand this year, you know, they can't schedule anybody. But would they even have scheduled anybody tough on a normal year? I mean, I don't think they would have scheduled anybody. Yeah, out probably of the way. not. But the option That's wasn't the there, so I'm willing the to give wasn't the benefit there this of the year. doubt. Yeah. But when I think about previous years, they wouldn't have scheduled somebody tough. Yeah, I mean, that was the not. same thing with UCF. They weren't scheduling anybody tough, 17 and 18. It was just kind of a cakewalk. And I know they like to bring up the Auburn win, but that Auburn team didn't care about being in that bowl game after losing, and that was their best shot to make it to the playoff. They didn't care to be there. The team so, that I think would have scheduled tough is Coastal Carolina because they would have got paid by somebody to go play them. Yeah, um, I think they would have. Now, yeah, that would have been a good game to see too. Because yeah, people Coastal, are more they, willing to pay a team like Coastal Carolina than they are a team like Cincinnati that's got a good, you know, a good, yeah, uh, reputation. Um, but yeah, the only way out, I think it's it's it'll be fun once you expand the playoff, and then they'll have a chance to kind of get their name out there, and at least you know people will be able to see them, and they have their opportunity, and then. They might even realize, oh, I see why they weren't getting in because their strength of schedule and the talent they have doesn't match up to a third or fourth team that's out there. Now, this year, a Notre Dame team, I mean, that game would be interesting. So you have things like that that would make it kind of fun to watch because the way I'd want to do it is you expand it to six Mm -hmm. and one and two get a bye. So three plays six, four plays five. So I think that would be kind of that creates more of an even matchup. Yeah. And you never you might get up you may get upset every now and then. Now see this isn't bad. Basketball is different, and it works for basketball because mm-hmm. you can have upsets in basketball. You can have these teams that don't play anybody really during the regular season, but they have a good solid team, and they can come out and challenge a powerhouse. Well, and. Ba- and- Records in basketball are more misleading because you have yeah. you play so many games, you have a longer time to get better and progress. Where you yeah. really don't have that in football. No, not There's, in football. You get better, or you're supposed to at least, but you yeah. don't play enough to really see significant change most of the time. No, so um, you're not really going to see that all the time. Now, and of course, you can't really compare it to NFL either because you'll have upsets in NFL because there's so much of the same talent. And these guys, a lot of these guys have been in the NFL for a long time, and they deserve their spot there. So you're always going to have those kind of yeah. a team that shouldn't beat a team. And but, just like basketball, those guys have enough time 
to jail and come together and oh yeah because they're playing a lot 30, more so than college football teams do yeah they're playing 30 games yeah, yeah in you, a year this, and the, yeah you get better playing that many games oh yeah um but i think you need to expand that playoff because you can't four it's it was great to start off with mm-hmm. because you need to start off small and then kind of work your way up and you know then you can expand it because if you go ahead and start off with eight that's kind of chaotic to already yeah. start off with that. Just work small, but now it's the time. I think people are kind of like, okay, it's the four same teams, Alabama mm-hmm. and Clemson. Woohoo. I, I've been very again. vocal about being against expanding, but yeah. um, <laughs> after seeing how poorly I think the committee did this year of picking this the four year, best oh teams, my gosh. I, am, uh, I am more than okay with expanding to six just because – they're not always going to get it right. I mean, you talked no. about this. I think we would like to see a 16 playoff, but the BCS computers kind of picking the yeah, teams. That I know would that's be interesting. not pop, that may not be popular. People might no. hate that, but I think yeah. I think the BCS did a good job of getting the best teams typically in order. They just they usually there wasn't that. enough. Course, there was no playoff, so it was just like one and two, and then if there was another per, another team that was equally as good as two that just got left out, which that wouldn't yeah. happen in a four to sixteen playoff. Yeah, I mean the only year I think about when they the BC the computer screwed up is oh four. Right. I mean they And you can make an argument for TCU and uh in what was that, yeah. 2012, 2013 as well. I don't know. Where was that? I think that might have been during the playoff, I thought. It was twenty eleven. Okay. No, it was, oh, the, hey. it was the last year of the BCS was when TCU Oh thirteen? And then they got left out again of the playoffs because, yeah, yeah the Big 12 tried to um, have a co-champion. Yeah, and I think there was something with Boise State, too, during the BCS. They got left. Uh, I think they had a pretty good year. Yeah. I don't know if it was the year they beat Oklahoma in that crazy game or not. Um, but I kind of understand they brought up a good point, too. You know, the way that it looks like the committee does it is – they're not going to choose a power. Well, they're not ever going to choose a power five, but they just look at their conference and they think, that, well, it's never going to be good enough. Yeah, so they're not going to put them mean. in there. Yeah, group of five. Um, but, well, I was also getting tired of listening to all that slobbering going on with some of these teams and how they're like, oh, Notre Dame totally deserves to be in there. They, oh, I cut it off. Gosh. And ESPN has a contract with the yeah, college no, school. I know they yeah. I, they have it with the CFP. I know they can't just b- sit there and badmouth them. Yeah. But they come across as so spineless because in every, every year they say, oh, they got it right, they got it right. And That's they're only saying. allowed to disagree just, just you know, slightly. They're never allowed to really say they were wrong or to say yeah. well, that's that what sucks about the it. system's messed up because obviously they can't. They're Now, of course, they wrote an article on it. ESPN did. Yeah, they actually did write an article talking oh, about really? how the same four teams is bad for football. Well, you hear about that. They'll they'll say stuff like that, but yeah. they'll never like criticize really criticize the committee. No, which is but, you know, unfortunate. Which you would think because like, then oh, they're, well, I mean, you know, they're, the, they're the worldwide leader, right? They're the ones that need to be keeping these guys accountable, and they're obviously yeah. not at all. Yeah, I mean, I would think any sane persons, you'd watch the Notre Dame game and got to think, well, I don't know if they deserve a fourth spot. You yeah. know, um, they just, when they actually played a good team who had all their players and their star mm-hmm. quarterback back, that's the same old Notre Dame that we've seen years and years again. So, 
it's I guess it is it does kind of get annoying and this year's been terrible just the way they've handled Florida and some of the other teams that Florida still hasn't moved in back-to-back losses I want to go I want to go down the top 10 and I'm just going to say the the ranking the team in the ranking and you just say yes if they are that ranking so if I'm like Clemson second best team in the country you say yes or no okay all right all right number one Alabama Yes. Uh, of course. Right. Number two, Clemson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number three, Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Number four, Notre Dame. No. <laughs> Is number five, Texas A&M. See, I'm even, but the problem is when I get to A&M, I'm like, okay, well, who would I put above them? I don't want to put Oklahoma. Right. Don't want to put, definitely don't want to put Florida. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to put Georgia. Don't want to put Iowa State. So you're you're comfortable with saying they're the fourth or fifth best team, Texas like A&M? I would say, yeah. See, here's the problem. I don't know who's, there's not really a fourth. It's really just one, two, three, and then screw everybody else because <laughs> no one else is really going to be competing with anybody this year. Okay, well, how about this? Is Oklahoma the sixth best team in the country? No, they're not the sixth no. best team. I'm tired of people slobbering all over about how they played so well on uh, t- the second half of the season, yada, yada, yada. Is Florida the seventh best team? No. No. Is Cincinnati the eighth best team? I think they should be higher up. I would. Right, me too. So no on that one too. Yeah, no on that one. Georgia the ninth best team. Ooh. That one's close for me. I'm fine. I, think, I can live with yeah, that. Yeah, because I put them eight or nine when we set our rankings. So I'm yeah. fine with that, too. Uh, Iowa State, the 10th best team. No. So, like, eight, six to seven of those, me and you both disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. Iowa State also has three losses. Iowa State, who has three yeah. losses, is the 10th best team in the country. You don't want to put 11 and 0 Coastal Carolina in the top 10. Like I know yeah, I mean, holy cow. Coastal Carolina, but 11 games is hard to win no matter what your schedule is. Yeah, and they played 11 this year and without their conference championship. Yeah. They would have played 12 games, which is a normal season. Well, we've probably done enough griping about that, but uh let's move on now to the uh to the bowl games and let's talk about I'm just going to give you the uh because I'm, this is the first time I'm reading most of these two, and I'm going to tell you the bowl games we're getting and who's playing in them, and we'll just go through these all together. So, the right. uh, first game of the year is going to be December 21st. That is tomorrow. Is that right? I guess. Oh so. gosh, yeah. Um, who's playing tomorrow? This that'll be this the day that this episode comes out. Uh, Appalachian State versus North Texas in uh, oh, wow. Conway, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, December 22nd, two days after, we've got, or one day after that one, we've got two games. We've got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It's Nevada in Tulane. Mm. We've got the Boca Raton Bowl, which is UCF and BYU. I always kind of like that bowl. I don't know why. UCF and BYU. Yeah, a little group of five matchup there. That'd be nice. Uh, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, we've got the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Oh, nice. It's Louisiana Tech. It's a little home field advantage there versus yeah. Georgia Southern. Okay. We also have the Montgomery Bowl. We're gonna we're gonna go to that. Me and you. <laughs> uh, we got Memphis versus FAU. Oof. Christmas Eve. We've got the New Mexico Bowl. Hawaii versus Houston. Hawaii oh. always plays on December twenty fourth. Um, oh, do they? <laughs> it feels like it, at least to me. I feel like every Christmas Eve, I look up at the TV and Hawaii is playing football. Uh, we got a bowl game Christmas Day this year. 
the Camellia Bowl, Buffalo versus oh. Marshall. Oof. And then we've got a uh, we've got four games December twenty sixth. We've got the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, I think this was last year was the Bad Boys Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is a yeah. UAB versus South Carolina. Oh hey. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Tampa, Florida. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. UAB might get themselves an yeah, SEC win. Get a right win there. over an SEC team. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, also have the Cure Bowl. It's going to be number 12, Coastal Carolina versus Liberty. How do you feel about Coastal Carolina being left out of a New Year's Six Bowl? That's a little... I don't like it. Kind of harsh. That's a little harsh. put them in a New Year's Six Bowl. I would think. I mean, they put Cincinnati in one. Yeah. Um, So the least they could do is I put them in another one, but whatever. Even make them play each other. That's fine. Have a group of five champion. Yeah, sure. That would have been fun. Uh, But no, we're not getting that. Um, we also have the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl. That is nice. number 19, Louisiana versus UTSA in Dallas, Texas. Okay. A Lending Tree Bowl, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State, right here in our backyard, Mobile, Alabama. Hey. Uh, December 28th, we've got the Military Bowl. Uh, this is at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Uh, it doesn't say who's playing in it. I guess they're trying to figure it out still. But uh, uh, did you hear the... Um, um, who was it? Was it Army or Navy that's getting left out of the Indo- the Independence Bowl? Isn't happening. So why? Which one went? Which one had nine wins? Was it Army or Navy? Uh, Army did. So because the Independence Bowl isn't happening because of the COVID restrictions, Ar- uh, Army is getting left out because they were they were already guaranteed to play in that game, and now that game's not playing, and there was no other bowls available. That's so stupid. Like in that, you know, because the bowls have to pick between only certain conferences that they have and stuff, and there was no other military bowls. So, yeah, even though they got nine wins, they don't get to play. Maybe this military bowl is being created for them. I hope so. Well, Uh, yeah, they better put them in a bowl game. I mean, my gosh, they had nine wins. Yeah. With that not having any teams in it, I'm I'm wondering if they just created that for them. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Uh, December 29th, we've got the Cheese It Bowl, number 18 hey. Miami versus number one Oklahoma or number 21 Oklahoma State. Finally got us a an interesting one, I guess. Yeah, I guess that won't be too terribly bad. Same day, we've got number 20 Texas versus Colorado in the uh, Valero Bowl, Al- right, the, right. the Alamo Bowl. Is that one? Uh, Duke's uh, December 30th is the Duke's Mayo's Bowl. Duke's 30th, uh, Ooh, Wake Forest in Wisconsin. Transperfect Music City Bowl in Nashville is going to be number 15, Iowa versus Missouri. The Goodyear Cotton nice. Bowl. Uh, finally, we're getting to some more good ones. Number six, Oklahoma yeah. versus number seven, Florida. That'll be in Texas. I think, yeah, I think that'll be a decent one. AT&T Stadium. Uh, it'll be a night game, 7 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. So, that yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, New Year's not. Eve. Finally to the big boys. And by big yeah. boys, I mean number 24, Tulsa, in Mississippi State, in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> it's the big one. <laughs> the Arizona Bowl, number 22, San Jose State. My undefeated Spartans will take on uh, Ball State. Nice. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Tennessee versus West Virginia. Texas Bowl, TCU versus Arkansas. And then January 5th, I mean January 1st, we're going to get our 
playoff games, a couple others as well. We got the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That'll be number eight Cincinnati versus number nine Georgia. That'll be fun. Okay. Um, the Verbo Citrus Bowl, number 14 Northwestern versus Auburn. Northwestern's won their last three bowl games. Ooh, and uh, Auburn can't win a bowl game, so. But Gus is gone. so uh, That's true, so you never know. Maybe they'll get a little spark in them. And then we're finally to the semifinals of the playoffs. We have number one Alabama versus number four Notre Dame in what is not called the Rose Bowl now. Uh, it's oh, just yeah. called the college football playoff semifinal. Oh, yuck. And it's That's at disgusting. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Um, and then yeah, we'll also uh, have the All-State Sugar Bowl, number two Clemson versus number three Ohio State. Interesting. And I'm going to run through like these that. last few very quickly. On January 2nd, the next day, we're going to have the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. That's number 23, NC State versus Kentucky. The Outback Bowl, number 11, Indiana versus Ole Miss. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, number 10, Ohio State versus number 25, Oregon. Capital okay. One Orange Bowl, number 5, Texas A&M versus number 3, North Carolina. And then finally, the National Championship Game at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. will be on January 11th, 7 p.m. kickoff. All right. So, whew, got through all that. Uh, no really funny names this year. I know everybody's broke because of the pandemic, so maybe that's why. But uh, no, no funny. Uh... There's no Birmingham Bowl. There's no Birmingham Bowl? Mm, no Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, just notice that. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, moving on. Let's preview. Uh, I guess let's preview first. Let's preview Clemson, Ohio State. You think... Clemson's going to win by two touchdowns. I think that's pretty fair. Vegas says right now Clemson is a 7.5 point favorite. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. That'll probably go up a little bit, you know, and, you know, unless something with COVID happens, you know. It's going to be scary with uh, with all these kids going home for the holidays and then coming back. It seems inevitable that somebody's going to come back positive. Hopefully there'll oh, be enough time in between the games to, uh, to get them uh, – uh, back on the uh, field, though. Um, I don't have too much to say about that because I agree with you. I think Clemson is going to win going away. I think they'll lead by about seven for most of the game and then maybe score late to, uh, to go that extra seven points. Yeah, there. I think. But yeah. Is that kind of what you're thinking as well? I am. Then let's preview Alabama-Notre Dame. Um, right now, this is the biggest point spread in college football playoff history. Uh, Alabama is a 19.5 point favorite. Mm. I'd say, yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah, I'd say they're going to win by 30 plus. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Alabama's done it to Notre Dame before, haven't they? So um, 2012 was, what was the score for that game? A lot to a little, that's for sure. They get a score late, uh, I think Notre Dame did. Gosh, yeah, so I know it wasn't, wasn't shut close. up. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's probably about right. We asked on our Facebook page, um, if you were the college football committee, who would, uh, you put in the playoff? Just a couple guys. I want to, uh, read off some of the comments here. Ben Wall said he would have Alabama, Clemson, Texas A&M, Cincinnati. He says, Ohio state has not played enough games. And Keith Fry says, uh, Ohio state would be out. So a lot of people are upset. That Ohio State is in this game. Um, 
but they are. So. Uh, yeah, I would be upset about it. Yeah, I, I don't. I'd, I'm more upset about Notre Dame being in than Ohio State, just personally. But, uh, well, do you want to jump into uh, tonight? Needs to know. We sure can. Tonight needs to know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. Um, well, with... Uh, everything going on in the Auburn coaching search who do you think is going to be the next Auburn coach all right well this is the uh the first time that we've been back on the show since this happened you are you were not a Gus Malzahn fan you were quite happy nope. to hear the news uh so kind of give us your reaction real quick about when you first got the little ESPN notification that Gus is gone I was shocked I was too I was not expecting that to uh to happen that day or this year no not this year no because they won that game, so I was like, oh, they'll probably just bring him back for another year. Yeah. Especially with the year they're in, they won't be able to pay him off, but sure enough. <laughs> he went out dancing, though, didn't he? Dancing in that locker room. Oh, yeah, he was dancing with everybody. He was having a good old time. <laughs> well, you asked me for not needs to know who Auburn's next head coach will be. I have a list of six candidates who are coming into interview over the next few days. Would you like me to share those, even though I know you already know them? Um, uh yeah go ahead so these are the guys that we've uh that we've got so far so we've got alabama offensive coordinator steve sarkeesian how about you rate these when i say these names how about you rate them just give them a yay or nay as as to if you'd like uh, to see them I'll give a sark a yay okay yeah he's been uh you know he's not got a great record as a head coach but he uh he is obviously the one of the best play callers, offensive play callers in the SEC right now. Yeah, so. and, and there's this Auburn page I follow, and he's like, yeah, I don't really like Sark, you know. And someone's like, oh, how uh, Sarkeesian's calling up some great plays right now. And he was like, oh, uh, Najee and Devontae. And I was like, you know, I mean, they're having a great game too, but who's calling the plays and setting up the scheme? Yeah. So I mean, I let's not forget great job with the offense. Uh, who all was it that Ole Miss had, you know, just a few years ago and couldn't win? Hardly any games. That roster was stacked in 2016, I think. Oh yeah. So, you know, it does. It the whoever's calling the plays matter. The plays do matter, regardless of the talent you got. Oh yeah. It can make I it mean, easier. Matters but a it lot. Matters. Um, so, Louisiana head coach Billy Napier, yeah or nay? Um, you know, uh, I think it's a risk, but yeah. I think he's done a great job at Louisiana. But I think it's kind of a risk. Yeah, um, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's very a very exciting name either right now for Auburn at least. Yeah. Uh, Clemson. Did see you going kind of nay on that one more so than yay? Yeah, I am. Uh, Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables. Oh yay! Yay, that's a good <laughs> one. That'd be a great that hire. That's a think. good one. That's and an exciting supposedly hire. he's he's interested. Yeah. So. I I like the sound of that. Please, I mean, let's not pass up on this guy. <laughs> um, Auburn defensive coordinator Kevin Steele. Um, you know I'm fine with it. Now yeah. I know there's some risks there, but I'm honestly fine with it because I think 
he can do a good job. It's just depending on um, who he hires as the OC. And I didn't like, did you hear about who he'd want as an OC? Uh, no, I didn't. South Carolina's offensive coordinator. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's not. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little scary. It's an interview. You don't want to shoot higher. If I'm going into an interview, I'd be like, yeah, my offensive coordinator is going to be Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick, I'd say something a little more exciting. Uh, yes. Yeah, so okay. That was a little scary. Yeah. A lot of Auburn fans have given a lot of pushback on this as well. It seemed yeah, like he was shocker. the clear cut favorite. And now because of fan outcry, they're kind of expanding their search some, which is interesting. Yeah. And now Auburn fans are like, um, Oh, we shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have fired Gus, you know, Ooh, uh, all mm-hmm. these guys that are talking out about him. Well, we knew those four guys were going to be interviewing like, I think we found that out Friday, but just today, which as of recording, this is Sunday, we found out there are two others that are coming to record to an interview. West Virginia's Neil Brown, yeah or nay? I don't really know anything about him. Yeah, I'm going to say so, nay on that one. Nay. And big yay for me, UAB's head coach, Bill Clark. Yeah, I think that could be uh, pretty good as well. Now... Of course, another risk because now, of course, he is transferring that UAB team. Mm. Of course, it's always going to be a difference going from UAB to um, an SEC program like Auburn. Yeah, it definitely would be. But you also got to think this guy, he coached high school and he won state championships. He went to Jacksonville State and he just, he dominated there. Came to UAB, he's dominated there. He's taken these steps and he's taken his time with them. He hasn't rushed. He's, He's built respected programs at each place and he's recruited the state for years now he's got connections with all these coaches around here all these players around here all these high schools that you know that doesn't need to be overlooked because that's that puts you ahead already in that regard yeah now you know these other guys you know kevin's still obviously same boat he's you know he's already recruited the state steve sarkeesian of course uh, even Brent Venables, would, you know, he recruits in Alabama. So all those guys would have that same, you know, th- that doesn't put Bill Clark apart. But I just, I want to see him get a big Power 5 job because I think he would knock it out of the park, Bill Clark. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see how he does. He won't He won't get the job, just to be clear. But I'd, yeah. I'd love it if he did. He's not. Yeah, he's not the exciting name, but uh, I, I would like it. Maybe he'll, maybe his interview will go well. Maybe he'll uh, get a shot somewhere else eventually. Well, I think that's everything except for mismanagers. You want to hop into that? Let's hop into it. Yeah, I mean, so well, let me go. I'll, I'll say who my. I oh, I'm Venables. sorry. Yeah, we forgot. Let's uh, let's let's say who we think um, it's going to be. I, who I think it'll be. Or yeah, who you um, want and who you think either either one. Well, I I want Venables just because he's been around a great program for so long and mm. he's had a fantastic defense, and I think he's smart enough to go out and try to hire a good offensive coordinator, let him run the offense. Um, I think he can do the best job with that. I know I know he hasn't had a head coaching job yet, but I think he's got plenty of the credentials to be a good head coach and run a good program. Yeah. And I kind of like his grit and toughness and I like his personality. So I think he would be a good fit. Who do I think it'll be? 
I'm still leaning towards it's probably going to be Steele just because Auburn likes to go with the safest pick. I mean, you look, Chiswick was a coordinator for Tuberville. Um, Malzahn was a coordinator for Chiswick. So you see the trend and how it's been going. They like pulling from inside the circle. Somebody right. that's already been there, safe, um, don't go outside the box. Which, like I said, still would be fine. Um, I think, and now I'm not encouraged by who he wants to be his OC. Um, that doesn't encourage me. That kind of worries me. It's just going to, the offense going to suck. Um, but I, I'm thinking it might be still, but I'm got some hope that it might be Venables because I think he'll probably have a great interview so, and love to have him. What I'm thinking is I think they five days ago they were set on still. And I think they heard the fan outcry. I think if they were going to fire still, they would have done it today. So yeah, I think I they heard think all they the pushback and they said, let's slow our roll. Let's interview these yeah. other guys. And I don't think that Kevin Steele is going to be able to compete against the Brent, Brent Venables. No. And what's interesting, um, now I think Venables should keep one on staff. Now the thing is we'll still want to stay. Um, I think that would be a cool little dynamic there, too. Great oh, defensive yeah. minds working together. And then I'm sure Brent Venables would love to keep Kevin still. I mean, most yeah, most people would. <laughs> would be would. Yeah, I hope yeah. he wants to stay after all this fan outcry and how much I honestly didn't know people didn't want him that. I mean, I in my mind I would think he's done he's transformed this Auburn defense. My biggest problem with it was you're firing you're paying 21 million to get rid of your head coach to promote your assistant. That was yeah, the biggest to thing to me. Assistant. It was nothing against Kevin Steele personally. No. But a lot yeah. of these people just don't want Kevin Steele because he's Kevin Steele, which I was I was surprised about too. Yeah, that and that kind of frustrated me because of what he's done so far for this program. But yeah, I do agree with that that you pay 21 million just to hire an assistant. I think if you're going to pay 21 million, you better have like a huge a hire like a well-known guy who's done a great job right. at a different program who you can bring in and he can transform the team and actually bring some fire and have not have seven straight seasons of four losses. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, of course, it's, you know, it's a t it's probably one of the toughest jobs you're going to have because as fans, you know, you we expect Auburn to be competitive and to have a good team to hopefully – you know, towards the end of the season, we're playing Alabama, and whoever wins that game will go to the SEC championship. Because that's, I mean, when you think about when we've had to make make it to SEC championship, we've had to beat Alabama and then get there. Right. So, you know, it, it's going to be a tough job for anybody that's going to be here. But I think that's why I think Venables is probably going to be the best fit because I think he can really – bring because Malzahn was just that kind of he's just goofy I don't ever see him motivating a team and well, you know, he was, I saw he was soft he was too soft for Auburn like now and look, I don't think I don't think mentally he was or anything I just think he looked and he acted soft and I don't think that's oh, what Auburn yeah. needs I think Auburn I think because Alabama is just such a dominant presence that you need somebody kind of electric at Auburn, and, and electric, you didn't yeah. get that at a Gus Malzahn. No, now look, Gus is a great guy, and I think he helped out a lot with the Auburn team. And I don't have anything against him. He he just was not. He had a great first year, 
and a great, you know, 2017 was pretty good, but when it mattered most, it just, you know, nothing really came of it. So, yeah. um, I think it, it is a good time for something new and that's, but I see all these fans and they're like, I think we made a mistake. We're going to regret this. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, next year when we have the same problem, you're going to be like, man, I wish we'd fire this guy. We should have fired him last yeah. year. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, Auburn fans so wishy-washy. So I think this is a good time to do it, you know, that you, there's good candidates out there. Let's just hope we choose the right one. All so, right. Well, we'll, we'll stay up to date on it. We will uh, yeah. we'll update our Facebook page as soon as there is a hire, which I think will happen by the end of next week. But we'll see. Um, it could, they see. Could, I'd, I'd take the time with it. There's no rush. So National Signing Day's passed, so I'd, I'd take my time with it. But uh, uh, let's jump into Miss Managers here. All right. Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I grabbed nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggie, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. God, in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's an actual customer out here. Uh, what's uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now it's time for Miss Managers. All right, story number one. This comes from new, uh, from Sky.com. Adolf Hitler elected in Nabia's local council elections, but has no plans for world domination. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> so, how unfortunate. <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, mispronounced his last name. I apologize, but Mr. Uanoa, I think that's how you say it, was given uh, the unfortunate name by his father who did not realize who Hitler was or what he stood for. He just heard the name, well, thought it was yeah. cool, and named his son that. I mean, probably where they're located, you just don't have that kind of research knowledge to really know who these people are, <laughs> past figures. So well, uh, that's very uh, unfortunate. He was elected as a local politician for the town of Umbudja, Umbudja, I'm sorry, in the north of the country with 85% of the vote. So he's a, he's obviously a very wow. popular man despite his yeah. unpopular name. And he doesn't go by Adolf yeah. Hitler. He goes by Mr. Uanona or however um, well, that's it good. is pronounced. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny that they put in the headline, he has no plans for world domination. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, to make that clear. Uh, my oh, next yeah. story... Um, it ties in with holiday dishes around Christmas time. J- Justin, what's your favorite Christmas dish? Favorite Christmas dish? Mm. Oh, is it Lord. a Christmas ham? Is it a? Ooh, I would. You know, I'd probably say Christmas ham because we do a ham. We put a little bit of uh, Coca Cola base mm. in it, and it adds a little bit of sweetness to it. And mm-mm, it's some good stuff. So you're telling me that your favorite Christmas dish isn't the quote cannibal sandwich? Oh, uh, tell me more. <laughs> Did not expect that response. <laughs> um, authorities are warning against eating the cannibal sandwich, a traditional holiday dish in the Midwest. Have you ever heard about this? I've not heard about the cannibal sandwich. This comes from the MercuryNews.com. Um, so apparently, in the Midwest. There is a dish called Cannibal Sandwich. Would you like to know what, what is in the, the Cannibal Sandwich? Well, I would like to know because right now I'm just thinking it's um, 
human flesh. There is no human flesh involved, but there is dangerous flesh. Oh my gosh, okay. A cannibal sandwich, considered a holiday favorite in the state of Wisconsin, consists of raw ground beef on bread Mm. with a sliced Mm. onion, salt, and pepper. Yikes. I've never had raw ground beef. I don't plan to. Um, um, well, you know, you can, now raw meat you can consume, but, um, but ground yeah, beef. But raw ground chuck. Yeah, yeah. That's a little scary. Yeah. So, I don't know uh, if I want to take that risk. Authorities are warning against it because obviously eating raw meat is never recommended because of the bacteria no. it can contain, especially in ground beef. Um, yeah, I've never heard about this. It's sometimes called tiger meat, sometimes called cannibal sandwiches. But this sounds disgusting, and whoever came up with it should be uh, executed publicly. Yeah, I mean, that's disgusting. Now, I mean, people, who knows, this sandwich is probably been around forever because, you know, people consumed raw meat and stuff for years and years before you had all this probably, you know, sanitary and health stuff come out. Yeah, but stop. (laughs) It's it's 2020. Just (laughs) just don't do it. Just cook it. Yeah, I know. If you have access to ground beef, you have access to a fire in some form. You can cook that. Yeah, I don't understand the... I mean, they have buns. They have sliced onions, salt and pepper. Just cook it. That's disgusting. Just make it a burger. What yeah, it, it doesn't. It also doesn't take long to cook. No, it takes it, minutes. Especially when it's ground up already. It, yeah, yeah. take you a few minutes. Uh, so that, what yeah, about the first weird. time that uh, you and your girlfriend came over to my apartment back when I had my apartment, um, <laughs> and I tried to make <laughs> you guys burgers? My first time operating a grill. <laughs> Couldn't get it working, could I? Oh no, we had some nice lighter fluid burgers. Yeah, those those burger those patties were. <laughs> Or, uh, uh, I didn't really say much. I didn't say anything at the time. I was just like, okay, I mean, well, we were pretty, you know, we were pretty new friends then. I mean, we'd probably been friends for, you know, gosh, a yeah, probably year or less than a year. year. Uh, yeah. now if that happened, you would just throw it out. Like, I, I'm not eating. <laughs> what if, he'd just be like, let's go get a pizza. When, um, Jordan got in the car, she's like, what do you think of that burger? I was like, I mean, you know, it was whatever, you know, it's fine. And she's like, you sure? It tastes, like, <laughs> sure. It tastes a little lighter fluid. <laughs> about, I, I think I also made cookies. And that oh, they were burnt just the burnt to a crisp, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was those sugar cookies. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, those are good. Those are delicious. When you burn them. Mm. Uh, for my last mismanagers here, instead of a traditional news story like I usually do, I found an article that picks 10 Christmas movies and it lists five that are, uh, it claims five are overrated and five are underrated. And I was going to go through here and see what gives your opinion on uh, on these. All right. So, number 10, the, an overrated Christmas movie, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Would you say that's overrated? No, I think I enjoy that one. I like the New York scene, and I think I'll say, it's I'll like it a pretty lot. cool setup in the abandoned house. So. Also, n- People talk about Home Alone all the time, but they don't talk about two as much in my experience. No, they don't. It's usually so if just anything, the first that one's one. I mean, the first not one's the great. one. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I've said this on the show, but I'm a teacher now. I got, I graduated. I, anyway, I'm a teacher. And so the last day of school, we decided we were going to watch a Christmas movie off Disney Plus, and all the Home Alones are on there. So I was like, hey, guys, which Home Alone do you want to watch? 
you know which one that they all voted for just about most of them except for out of, besides two or three of them probably the third the third one yeah the one without that one the one without macaulay disgusting. Culkin. i hate that one the Ru- it's the one where he's he's fighting russian spies and the family's so like stupid. divorced or something yeah insane yeah uh, i was like okay we can watch it i don't care that's wild though uh number yeah. 9 underrated i was really hoping Aaron was here because me and him watched this movie in theaters together. Daddy's Home 2. That's overrated? Underrated, according to this. Oh, I... <laughs> that, I mean, I, I think... Justin, I'm not kidding when I tell you this. That was, by far and away, the worst movie I've seen in my entire life. And oh my I, gosh, I actually, I actually think it's not too bad. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, I don't the mind The second it. one, not the first one. This, yeah, the second one's not bad. I, I like the first one better, of course. No, the first one's okay. That second one I thought was so bad, I, I wanted to leave the theater. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I it's haven't hated a movie now. that much. I didn't think it was that bad. Am I thinking, or was, is there a third one? No, there's not a third one. Okay. There's a second one. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about this movie. I hated it. I couldn't stand it. Oh. I honest to God thought it was the worst movie I've ever seen sitting in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And well, I've seen some bad movies. Yeah, you need to go see, um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but there's a second one of it. And it was gosh awful. Me and Jordan saw it in theaters and we're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'll have to find it and tell you which one. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Okay, yeah, let me know. What, what kind of movie is it? It has Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell in it. And they're like... Uh, Male models. Um, uh, Zoolander two. Zoolander two. That one was. Yeah, I didn't gosh watch it. Awful. I knew it was gonna be oh bad. I didn't watch it. Uh, number we saw eight. That in theaters. Oh yeah, you paid good money to watch that. Good American dollars. Yeah, because we enjoyed the first one. We're like, oh, what the heck? We'll go see the second one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, number eight, overrated. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Overrated. Yeah, I don't think that's overrated at all. I think no, it's... I think no, I think that's more of a Halloween movie than Christmas. Yeah, I also don't um, think that. Like, I think that's just remembered fondly. Like, I don't think that most people don't just like obsess over that movie. I know it's got some hardcore fans, but I feel like it's just oh, yeah. it's just remembered fondly. I think yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's cool. I like the animations in it, and the claymation they do. Um, if anything, it's, cool... it's the most impressive out of this list so far. Like all they had to do to pull that movie off. Oh, I know, and it took you know years probably to do that, um, but I think it's cool. I kind of like the kind. They're in a Halloween town, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's like, I'm tired of doing yeah. Halloween. I want to do a different holiday." It's different. It's a different. It's not the same old junk, which I like. No. Uh, number seven. So, I haven't yeah. seen this one, but uh, this Christmas. You seen that? No, I haven't. I haven't either. It's apparently underrated. Good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Number six, overrated. Love Actually. I like Love Actually. I think it's fine. Um, I don't know if I've seen that or not. Sounds familiar. It's got Rick from The Walking Dead. He's in it or something. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, number five, underrated, A Bad Mom's Christmas. I think this might be a, a straight-to-Netflix one. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. I walked into, like, my mom was watching. I saw a little bit of it. It looked it looked fine. Uh, number four, <laughs> overrated, Fred Claus. You like Fred Claus? Oh, I do like Fred Claus. I like Fred Claus. I've one. never met another person that's just like, I love Fred Claus, so I don't know why it's overrated. Everybody's just like, yeah, it's fine, or yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we we actually watched it tonight. Yeah, oh, okay. I like Fred Claus. It's a good, yeah, another cool, con- I mean, Santa Claus's brother, and they were born in like the, 
what, 15, 1600s? Yeah. Stuck in time. Yeah. So I think that's cool. And that's, I mean, I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's great. Um, So I think it's a pretty decent movie. Uh, Number three, underrated Arthur Christmas, an animated movie. Uh, I haven't seen that. I think I've seen that forever ago, and I think it was fine. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number two, overrated Jingle All the Way, starting Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, you know, I haven't watched that in a long time. People love that movie. They go crazy about that movie. It's not a good movie. I don't mind it. You know, oh, I don't mind it. I'm just, seen it. Just like objectively, it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not great. You know? <laughs> I think it's, I like watching it. I get a kick out of it. I still think it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, I haven't seen this one, Underrated Love the Coopers. Nope, I haven't seen that either. It's got Ed Helms, some other funny people in it. Apparently it's good. I don't know. Uh, I think that does it for this week. You want to wrap it up, though? Yeah. I guess we should talk about what we're going to do. Uh, so, I'm not sure. When does Auburn play again? They they play. I couldn't even tell you. Let me see. I don't really care. <laughs> um, we'll do an episode this week if Auburn hires a coach or yeah. if Auburn plays. Whenever Auburn plays. That's when our next episode will be. Okay, so they're playing... Uh, January 1st. So if Auburn doesn't okay. hire a coach this week, we'll probably not record because we're all going to be busy with the holidays. Um, yeah. If they do hire a coach, we'll record. We'll do a short episode. And then, of course, we'll be back. Um, right, we're going to do one probably the Wednesday before the semifinals, do an early episode that week, and okay. then a review that Sunday. And then... Um, you know, we'll do another, we'll do another ones like that for the national championship. But yeah, that's going to be the yeah. schedule going forward. So if Auburn hires a coach, we'll be back next week. If not, we won't. Yeah. Take the week off. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're almost to the end of the year. I know everybody's ready for the end of the year, but I hope uh, everybody has a great Christmas and a great new year. Um, I know everybody's looking forward to that and spending time. Hopefully you get to spend time with your family. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be in here locked by myself. Did I tell you? Have I told you that? Yeah, you told me you'll be uh, playing Rocket League. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my family's got COVID. They're asymptomatic, so it's okay. But uh, so I can't yeah, be with them. So I'll I'll be locked in my house on Christmas playing uh playing Rocket League. So mm. if anybody wants to get a game in, just feel free to let me know. <laughs> I'm on. I'll be available. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to check us out more, you know, follow us at TGM Pod on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter. You know, you can easily just look up the game managers on Facebook. You'll find us. Um, you can check us out on thegamemanagers.com. Easily access this podcast. You can check out some links to some articles Nick has written. Um, you can find some merch. Like I said, it's the best shirts on the universe. This kind of material they use. I don't know where it's from, but it's beautiful. Hmm. And you'll want to wear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually we finally played our NCAA game. We didn't, you know, record or anything. <laughs> I couldn't get the <laughs> just fine. couldn't get the capture card to work. I got to buy a different capture card. I don't know what I did it's wrong. It's fine. Um, we didn't we'll, miss anything though. I'll try to get. Okay, I'll order one tomorrow. It'll probably be in before the semifinals. If not, it'll definitely be in before the nat- natty, and we'll record. Yeah, that we can do game. that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll part. We'll we'll try to. If not, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, nobody cares that um, much anyway. So it doesn't matter. No, it's 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 insane football. It's okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, might get an episode this week. Might not. Um, 
hey, uh, if you want, send us some emails about what you or who you think the Auburn coach will be. You know. Yeah, I want to know. I um, want to know who the Auburn coach is, and uh, this is what I really want to know. If you don't want Kevin Steele, tell me why. Like, don't mm, like, yes. and and I don't, don't want to hear like, oh, Steele. he he stabbed Gus in the back. Because I don't think that happened. I don't buy that. No. So I want a legit, tell me why he wouldn't make a good coach. Because I'm just interested. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not trying to start an argument. Yeah. I'm just, I'm genuinely interested. So please send that in. Yeah, I, I am too. Yeah. Now, of course, I don't want to talk about it anymore. We've said enough. I was just going to say the boosters and stuff there. I think that's why people are upset the way they've handled it. Yeah. Um, but even Bo Jackson was fine with Steele. He's on the search committee for a coach, and I think I heard he would be fine with Steele as the coach. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. They like they like to talk about the boosters. I know who knows. There's probably some shady stuff going on. I mean, where isn't there shady stuff going on? So, you know, Steele's a great guy. I think he'd be fine as a coach. But come on, guys. I mean, we're gonna run this guy out, and he's been our best defensive coordinator in years. Yeah. decades so let's calm down um but that's all i have to say uh i hope y'all have a great christmas did you notice and i know you're about to say war eagle anyway did you notice that in gus's farewell he i, I thought he said war eagle anyway he said war eagle yeah. always at the very yeah, end yeah i sent you i sent you that i i, <laughs> I said i wish he would have said war eagle anyway my dad even sent that to me and he was like hey you he almost said justin's thing i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and Merry Christmas, yeah, everybody. That. Have a happy new year, and we will see you sometime very soon. Uh, Merry Christmas.